1: Welcome to on Journey. We're glad that you're with us today. And this is the post-Father's Day edition of the on Journey. And so did you guys have a good Father's Day? Fabulous. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. as I did. It was a, a great weekend and a good time for, for all of us in different ways. And, and so this, this week we're going to be talking about a topic in a little bit different way than we have in the past. We've, t- we've talked about woundedness in the past, haven't we, Robbie?
0: Yes, we've talked about the wound.
1: Yeah, and and how that happens to all of us, not just once but many times throughout our life because after all, we are dealing with broken and wounded people, and they tend to wound other people, and so you can't get through this life without having felt that, whether it be from a person, whether it be from something that you loved, that type of thing, and and we talked about that woundedness, and we're going to visit that a little bit, but we're going to talk about the effects of that woundedness what can happen if we're not careful, what really happens and transpires after the wound, and some different things that can kind of come about. And so we're gonna learn a little bit more about those today and maybe invite you into going back into those wounded areas and seeing if you let Jesus take you back into some of that so you can see what, what's happened to you during that process.
0: All right, the spiritual healing, it's sort of a series that we're looking at is, wow, Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted, and, and what does that look like practically? How do we go there with Jesus? How do we engage in that healing and ask him to come into those areas of our life? Because we clearly see sometimes that we're stumbling around hitting furniture in the dark. <laughs> it's like what our life is. And that stuff really hurts. And we don't understand why. But really, the Lord wants to come in and help us to see why it hurts.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: That yeah. happens to me every night, Robbie.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it probably does, really. I'm it sure does. it does. doesn't even have to be dark
0: <laughs> <laughs> that right. yes. you know of, anyway. It's it's still ah, the furniture. It's of
1: dark for me, even if
2: I don't shut the light.
0: And I understand. Yeah, it's hard.
1: We have the this woundedness that comes about in us, and we talk about this spiritual healing, but something to, that a lot of times Christians kind of say, "Well, you know, I, I know Jesus is going to heal me." That's when I die. No, He came to bind up the brokenhearted of the day of today, of every day that's offered to us while we're still here. We don't have to wait until we die and and go and be with him or whatever your theology is on that, that, you know, whether he's going to come down and we're going to go or any of that stuff. We're not talking about that, but what we're talking about is the healing that is available today and what happens when we won't let Jesus go there.
0: Right. And it's a matter of, you know, to some extent, taking off the mask, asking for intimacy but the, the really important thing from my standpoint is I've watched and walked around folks like, like Sam here, where I've seen him go through breakthrough, where he's gotten freedom from Jesus in this way. And when he does, he lights the torch for me to say, wow, Robbie, that stuff's available to you too. If you'll do the hard work, ask the Holy Spirit to say, you know, what is it that's obviously yeah. troubling you, but you don't know what it is, you know, and, and begin to pray, what is it that I don't know? And plus, my brothers have my back to help me show me that. Mm It's the the stuff to work on in our lives. But a lot of times it comes from these wounds, which is what we got
1: coming. And we're going to talk about some different things, some of the effects of the woundedness. And the first clip we're going to use is from The Wizard of Oz. And in this scene is when Toto is being taken away from Dorothy. Um, What's her name? Gulch? Yeah, Yeah, Miss Gulch. Miss Gulch, the Wicked Witch, uh, who later becomes a Wicked Witch. Is taking away Dorothy's dog for having bitten her. And so when you pick up the story, Mrs. Gulch is there with Dorothy and Dorothy's aunt and uncle.
2: Hey, you? Yeah, howdy, Mrs. Gulch. I want to see you and your wife right away about Dorothy. Dorothy? Well, what has Dorothy done? What's she done? I'm all but lame for the bite on my leg. Oh, me, she bit you? No, her dog. She bit her dog, eh? No. That dog's a menace to the community. I'm taking him to the sheriff and make sure he's destroyed. Destroyed? Toto? Oh, you can't. You mustn't. Auntie Em, Uncle Henry, you won't let her, will you? <laughs> of course we won't. Uh, where are we, Em? Please, Aunt Em. Toro didn't mean to. He didn't know he was doing anything wrong. I'm the one that ought to be punished. I let him go in her garden. You can send me to bed without supper. If you don't hand over that dog, I'll bring a damn suit and take your whole farm. There's a law protecting folks against dogs that bite. How would it be if she keeps him tied up? He's really gentle. With gentle people, that is. Well, that's for the sheriff to decide. Here's his order, allowing me to take him. Unless you want to go against the law. (laughs) Mm. And We can't go against the law, Dorothy. I'm afraid poor Toto will have to go. Now you're seeing no. reason. Here's what I'm taking him in. So he can't attack me again. Oh, no, no, I won't let you take him. You go away. Oh, I'll bite you myself. Dorothy. You wicked old witch. Uncle Henry, I am Don't let him take you. Right. Don't let her take not him take him, Please, stop her. Put him in the basket, Henry. Oh, yeah, I no, Henry. Oh, myra gulch just because you own half the county doesn't mean you have the power to run the rest of us for 23 years i've been dying to tell you what i thought of you and now well being a christian woman i can't
0: say
1: it some things remain funny (laughs) i mean you can't listen to that clip especially at the beginning with the uncle i know robbie you were laughing at it and you must have listened to it 15, 20 times. Oh, I don't even want to know. Maybe well, in know. your lifetime, probably a bunch more than that. <laughs> she but. bit her dog. Eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how do you not laugh at that? But in the midst of all that humor on either end, there there's something really going on there, isn't there, Robbie? Yeah,
0: there there really is a, a good example of one of the things that we find ourselves in, in the spiritual war. It's called a bitter root judgment. What happens there, and and. you got to track with me here to an extent is when we judge somebody else then from the measure that you judge others it's going to be judged back to you and so what happens is you know um Judy Garland I can't think of her name oh Dorothy she judges Miss Gulch in fact she says you're a wicked old witch well when she lays out that judgment she has now entered in to the dark side so to speak and she's now got The devil now has a foothold because she has done something, judged another person, which, you know, who knows what Miss Gulch's problems were and the issues aren't that. And in our own lives, even when we were younger, we made judgments of our parents. We made judgments of other adults that we're we're eating the fruit of those bitter root judgments to this day because what you sow, you will reap. And that stuff comes back. And again, if you watch the movie and everybody knows that that plays out for Dorothy, In that hole, she begins to reap witches like it's unbelievable, Mm -hmm. the witches that she begins to reap in her life. And it's interesting that she finds home. It it all has to do with heaven and whatever, but the healing um, has a lot to do with understanding that it was me that sowed that seed, and now I need to be free of that, and that's where we need Jesus.
1: Yeah, and if it's hard for you to kind of get your mind around this topic, because it really was for me initially Mm. when I heard it, Another way I guess you could say that was have things happened to you repeatedly in your life? You know, has someone always, have you been wounded in the same ways over and over and over again? I know in talking with people, you, you may deal with somebody that's had, um, been really hurt by by a male. Well, then they have this expectation of, is that next person going to hurt me? And they tend to attract people that end up hurting them. Yeah. right? And so part of that is, not just bad selection, but this bitter root expect expectancy and almost being drawn to you. Right. Right? Because as you've judged others. You know, and so when you look back at the, the woundedness and the story of your life, there's probably some pattern to that. And if you keep pulling that pattern back, there's probably an agreement there somewhere. There's probably a judgment that, that you need to go deal with. Now, now Vinny, if you're okay with it, i might ask you a little bit about, this was a story about a dog. But not having a dog around can be very powerful when you're really used to having that love.
2: That's right. We had, uh, we still have, I mean, it's alive, but we had to give her up because of our blindness. And I guess that's the wound and being wounded, uh, Lulu. And when, when we gave her away to my daughter to take home with her, because we couldn't take care of her no more. Uh, My daughter had this whole contraption in the seat. She had a sport car that was low. And the dog was having fun. You know, oh, we went to the restaurant. We went here. And my daughter Rita put her in the harness. And just when the car started up, the dog just turned her head up and looked at me and my wife. And I could hear her talking. Daddy, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Just cracked, you know, just uh, totally destroyed me and my wife. And that image of her looking at me, she actually turned her head when Rita pulled away with the car, car looking at me and Nancy, you know, and we've been crying ever since. But the good news is that we're going to see her in the 4th of July and I don't know if that's good or bad because I may just keep a. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you may. You
1: may. That's still out there. Uh, a
2: wonderful thing. Uh, another, another, another thing that happened to me, uh, stop me, guys, when it gets to be too icky. Uh, I was about 16 years old, and I had fairly bad eyesight, you know, wore glasses, but I could hit a ball. I was a pretty good ball player, and I was at the eye doctors, and he examined me and did all that. Then my mother was with me and my father, and I heard them talking in the office, and he was a renowned eye doctor specialist, and he says he'll be blind by the time he's 40. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. You know what I mean? I don't no. care, 16 and knowing and all of this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 84. I am blind now. I have lived a good life. The good Lord has taken care of me, has moved the lamp out of the way at nighttime, has moved everything out of the way, and I'm still going strong. And I will be here next week to tell you another good story.
1: And <laughs> we are looking forward to that. When we come back, we're going to talk about more of the effects of woundedness where the enemy really enters in to take advantage and to monopolize that situation and how we can go back and fight against that, even if it is in our past. So come back and join us after the break. If you want more information on upcoming events, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We have a boot camp coming up in the fall. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. That's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Welcome back to Masculine Journey, and if you weren't with us in the first half of the show, we just left off with Dorothy's dog being taken from her, and so you need to go back and listen to the first half of the show if you missed it, but we did visit a little bit of the the Wizard of Oz, and I know we talked a a little bit about that Bitterroot Agreement, Bitterroot Expectancy, I can't say it, Robbie, say Expectancy. Thank uh, you, I can't say that. Uh, I try it, but it just doesn't come out. It's a hard one. But you may say, well, what was Dorothy's wound in the midst of that? And we're not going to focus on the wound as much as we are the byproducts of it. But that wound for her was really kind of plays out in kind of her situation, wasn't it, Robbie? Yeah, I mean, she was, we don't know where her parents
0: are, but she's being raised by her aunt and uncle. And here's her, you know, childhood companion being taken from her. And she already is dealing with an orphan spirit. And now it's like, you know, I've got to do this on my own. Somehow or another, I've got to. I've got to straighten out the situation. So she tries to take control like a lot of us do. And she runs away. Yeah.
1: And then in the midst of that, she makes a judgment, which right. kind of comes back to haunt her throughout and the rest of the movie. Haunt would be a good word. Yeah, it, it does. And so that <laughs> happens in our life. And as we talked about before the break, just go back and look at the, the story of your life and see what things have been repetitive and know that there's probably an agreement, a judgment that's in there somewhere that you need Jesus to enter into. And, and so we're going to talk about inviting him into that. We're going to move on to a different type of byproduct of the wound. And this is a movie from the war. Is that the name of it, Robbie? Can you yeah. set the clip up?
0: Well, the, the young boy's father was in the war, but now he's come home and he, you know, he has dealt without a father and all of a sudden the father shows up back in the scene, but his father struggling with a lot of health issues from the war. And unfortunately, his mother's got the worst possible news you could ever tell your son, I would imagine. y'all
2: to come in here now. something wrong? Mom? Your daddy just tired. No. No. It wasn't painful. His heart just quit pumping. But he's gonna be okay. He cannot die. He's all machines. So they took him off. Well, tell him to put him back on. Call him. Honey, he's gone. They like can't now. i sorry. Why'd they take him off, Ma? Because it cost too much? No. You understand, don't you? I understand. Everybody just give up on him. Don't you know nothing could have kept your father away from you, given he had a choice? I bet he's up there right now in heaven, looking down on us. He's going to be able to look out for us the rest of our lives. Yeah. Well, I sure as hell hope he does a better job than when he was alive. Don't say that, Stu. Why not? You thought he was a deadbeat. I never said that. Well, as I know, he could have been an angel. Maybe he's looking down on us now. Maybe
0: he died in that war and God's in the back for one last visit. For what? To get our hopes up? To promise us he'd stay forever? And we're going
2: to have a big house with a tire swing and a vanity and a picket fence? And then just leave? Again? What the hell kind of loused up Angel's that? He
0: didn't mean to didn't leave. No, he didn't mean it.
2: I think God just took him on home.
1: Where is are
0: home, Ma!
2: The stupid
0: Lord can have them later. Why? Why does God take everything, Mom? Bad enough
2: for our house, not our things. Why why do you have to take my daddy? What did I do so wrong that he'd have to take my daddy? Oh, no. You didn't do nothing. He could have took anybody.
0: Charles Manson, super old people, already been around a hundred years. My dad was only 34 years old. I needed him more than you, got. I needed him more. Come here. No. Hang
2: on.
1: That's a, that's a very hard clip to listen to. And yeah. honestly, we could probably do the whole show based upon that clip alone.
0: Because yeah, he, he makes several agreements and several judgments in there. You know, that really it, it, it makes it tough yeah stuff he's going to face for a long time but who
1: wouldn't yeah in, in that situation how do you especially being young and you don't have the reasoning you don't have the the, the history behind you the maturity to be able to make good decisions you, you're only seen with these facts that you see in front of you and it's either black or white and so it, it's really he's just dealing with some things that he doesn't know how to deal with and he's trying to put his hands around it and in the midst of it comes up with these agreements, these judgments. I mean, some of the things that could come out of it is this agreement that I'm always going to be on my own. You know, and there's obviously some things about God in there, right, Robbie? Yeah,
0: God's going to take
1: everything. Right.
0: He's going to continue to take and take as if, you know, that's what took place. And of course, Satan has him now in that ground. Mm -hmm. And um, the good news is Jesus is coming to the rescue. And no matter how deep and bitter those wounds are, he can come into that and help reason with us even in that young place. Right. Because what I've learned is is I've walked through some of these places in my own life and things that I did when I was four, five, six years old was you kind of trap yourself and the people of the time into this place and that you're still dealing with that as a little boy. Mm-hmm. It's still a tender place in you that when somebody stirs that up in you, you don't react as an adult because you still haven't dealt with it as a six-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old. So that 12-year-old you is still dealing with it. And that that young man will be in that place until Jesus helps him walk back through that and see what he did.
1: And if you're uncertain about that, just what are those things that send you over the edge? You know, those things that really just send you into a rage very quickly or into a severe depression. What are those things? Because it's probably tied around something from the past that has to go back. I know that God's really helped me in a lot of these areas, but the one that I've been chasing, that has been elusive to me forever is this, this abandonment. You know, I don't know where this fear of abandonment came in my life. I mean, my parents were together, all these things, but God gave me a little bit of nugget before my mom passed away that he's helping me go after that. You know, he, he provided a memory for me and I said something to my mom and she prayed a lot about it. And before she passed away, he gave her a memory which is a little bit more of the story, and, and seeing that Jesus was in the midst of even that situation trying to give me some freedom down the road. And so very gra- grateful that he's in the midst of that. Now I just need to go invite him back into it.
0: Right, and one of the real keys is in that clip, and it's, it's subtle, it's in there, is when the boy says, what did I do to make you mad at me to cause this to happen? Right. And there is where Satan grabbed him. You know, that's where he twisted it. This is your fault. You've done something that God is mad at you and now you're going to pay the price. And he's, he's got a distorted view of God. And, and therein lies where a lot of this, um, for this young man is going to be a really, uh, a bitter place to, to work through in
1: life. Yeah. And if nothing else, he comes away from it as you can't trust the heart of God. Right. And, and it wasn't as obvious in that clip what was going on, the warfare, but we're going to have a clip where it is really pretty obvious. And, Robbie, you tell us a little bit about this clip. Sure. Well,
0: it's from The Lion King. Very <laughs> Simba is being tricked by his uncle Scar into thinking that he had something to do with his father getting crushed by the wildebeest that have just crushed his father. And so Simba is now coming up on his father who's dead, but his uncle's there to twist that his way, which is a picture really of Satan. Of course, of
2: course you didn't. No one ever means for these things to happen. But the king is dead. And if it weren't for you, he'd still be alive. (gasps) What will your mother think? (laughs) What am I going to do? Run away, Simba. Run. Run away and never return.
1: In that, you get to hear the heart of the enemy. You know, it's really pretty clear in that cartoon. and It's not as clear in our life, but it happens every day, doesn't it, Robbie?
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's a fascinating little twist that he, he throws on it that is just an absolute lie mm-hmm. that he gets Simba to buy, and now he's got this agreement which literally changes Simba's life. And if he can run away, isn't that what we all are doing all the time by creating our fig leaves, whatever it is that we're hiding. And that's what Simba goes into for a good part of his life, is hiding in the picture of our own lives of where we're hiding um, from God, from our spouses, from our children. I mean, that's, that's where he has us. And it all has to do with shame. Mm-hmm. You know, underneath all that is I'm, I have done something. Right. I didn't measure up. I killed him
1: yeah it it does play out in in people's lives I know for me and I I know I talked a lot about my woundedness but you know having come from molestation when I was a kid the biggest hurdle I had to get over was forgiving myself because the enemy had made me believe that it was my fault had I been smarter had I not fallen for certain things that it wouldn't have happened to me you know it can happen to other people and I have grace for other people but I couldn't have grace for myself and that was the biggest obstacle that, that really had to be broken down was that shame and that agreement that was made, you know, the forgiving of the, the perpetrator was long gone, but the forgiving of myself took the longest and that may not be your story, but I promise you there's things in your story that are like that. And
0: that's where grace, you know, that it, it, when you get a grip on how, what grace really is and that Jesus paid enough and still loves you in spite of that, is an, as a remarkable place of healing, Because that will, in my story, it was the same place. That's where I couldn't get past. I couldn't get, there's no way that I can be forgiven for this.
1: Right, and and the thing is, Jesus is coming after you all the time. He's trying to get your attention. He's saying, I'm here, I wanna help you. Will you let him? Will you say, God, please come in. I invite you in, help me find these places. And it's not fun to go through. But the freedom on the backside of it, is worth every bit of it. And he wants to give you that freedom because he did come to bind up the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Will you let him set you free this week? Take some time in prayer with him this week. Go visit MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We have a boot camp coming up and we have some events coming up in Kernersville men's nights, So go check us out. Thanks for listening.